girls, welcome back to session number four in our Step Into Strength series. We are so excited to be back with all of you. Yeah, and we hope that you've been enjoying your study guides. I know that I loved diving deeper this past week. And you know, it's amazing how when we start thinking more like Christ, that overflows into every other area of our lives. Yes, so good. Hey, how'd you do on your memory verse this week? I think I've got it down. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Awesome. Good job. Got it. Hey, girls, grab a seat. It is time to dive into this next session of our series. Enjoy the message. Hey, welcome to our fourth session in our series, Step Into Strength. You know, in this series, we are learning lessons from the Apostle Paul through the book of Philippians. And as he wrote Philippians, he is chained in a prison cell. I mean, he doesn't know from one day to the next if he's going to be put to death. Life as he had known it had been pulled out from underneath him. He's facing unbelievably difficult circumstances. Yet, in the midst of it, he has supernatural joy, supernatural strength. And in the midst of it, he writes this letter to his dear friends, believers in Philippi, to teach them how they too can have this kind of strength when they face difficulties in life. And throughout the book of Philippians, we're really focusing on these four keys that he shares with them. And we're learning from them, applying them to our lives as well. And so we've talked about the first key, which was be confident in Christ. And then in the second chapter, we saw the second key, which we talked about in our last session, think like Christ. All right? Now today, we're looking at the third chapter of Philippians. And we're going to see the third key that Paul teaches us is to grow in knowing Christ. All right? And the verse that really sums up this key is verse 8 of chapter 3. And it says, yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. What a statement. This is Paul's prevailing thought throughout the chapter. And this is going to be our memory verse this week as well. Okay, so jot that down. You know, Paul considered everything that didn't help him know Christ more as garbage, as trash, because he wanted everything in his life to be opportunities to help him know Christ more fully. First things first, Paul knew what was most important. And this approach to life really is what enabled him to live continually in God's supernatural strength. And he wanted his friends in Philippi to learn this lesson as well. Now in verse 2, Paul gives a warning to them and he says, beware of those who try to lead you off track. There are all kinds of influences that will creep into the church that will try to lead believers off track. And for them in that day, they were experiencing religious influences that tried to get them to focus on works of the flesh to find acceptance with God. 
And Paul set this notion straight in verses 3 and 4. He said, put no confidence in the flesh. And then he goes on to tell his story and his past. Because he says, if anyone had reason to do that, it was me. He said, I was of the tribe of Benjamin. I was a Hebrew of the Hebrews. I was the perfect Pharisee, blameless according to the law. And he says, I thought that's how I gained acceptance and approval from God. But then listen to what he writes, starting in verse 7. I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one way or the other, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. You see, Paul discovered that we come into relationship with God only by his grace through our faith. It's not about works. It's not about achieving acceptance from God through things that we do. And once Paul came to know that and came into a personal relationship of his own with Jesus, all he wanted was to know him more, to know him more and more and more. And some of you might be listening to this thinking, wait, when you read those verses, did it say, did Paul say that he wanted to suffer? With Christ, what? Yes, you know, trials will come in life. We're going to face difficult things. The Bible tells us that. He wasn't asking God to bring on the suffering. But he said, when trials come, when challenges come, I want to know the power of the resurrection. Think about it. When do we really see God's power at work in a big way in our lives? It's usually when we need him to show up in a big way, when we are facing a challenge. Challenges, times of suffering are always opportunities to know God more if we allow them to be. You see, when we're going through something, we can take on Paul's perspective. And see it as an opportunity to know Christ. To think about all that Jesus endured on Calvary for us. I would have to think that Paul looked at his circumstances in that prison, chained, and said, Jesus, what you did on Calvary was so much more. What I'm enduring today is nothing compared to that. And it, he allowed it to give him a greater glimpse into Jesus suffering for him. I know for myself, when I went through an incredibly difficult time in my life, when I felt rejected and abandoned, 
I can remember sitting there and just meditating on Calvary, meditating on the rejection and the abandonment that Jesus would have felt. And it, it hit me that he endured that for me so that I wouldn't have to live under the weight of that pain. I wouldn't have to let that pain define my life. And Jesus endured that. He died and he rose again to bring freedom for me so that I could be free from that pain. The situation didn't change, but I could then count that pain as rubbish and not carry it with me any longer. You see, we can use our situations to know Christ more, to identify with him and his suffering, his death, his resurrection more fully. We can use these opportunities of challenge to identify with his death and say, I'm going to die to my flesh. Because generally when we are facing a challenge, we don't like it, do we? And we want to we want to lash out. We, we have something to say about it. And, and our flesh wants to behave badly. But it's in these times we can remember what Christ did for us and say, okay, you gave your life for me. I can die to my flesh in this moment. I can bite my tongue. I don't need to lash out. I don't need to say that. You see, when we take on this perspective of allowing our challenges to help us know Christ more, we take on more of his nature. We can use challenges as an opportunity to remember that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is at work within us to mold us and to shape us more and more into his image. He wants to work in us, developing our faith, developing endurance, developing godly character in our lives. You know, we usually just want to kick and scream all the way through the challenge. But remember, James told us to count it all joy when we fall into trials because of what they produce in us, if we allow them to. And we also can see our challenges as opportunity, not just for the power of God to work in us, in our character, in our faith, but in our situation. And realize that that power of God that raised Christ from the dead is at work moving on our behalf in our situation. And he is going to bring us through on the other side. He is going to carry us into the fullness of his purposes for our life. When we face challenges, it's such an opportunity to press into God and to know him more fully. Paul learned that we won't grow in knowing Christ apart from a personal revelation of his suffering, his death, and his resurrection. And the more we grow in knowing him, the more we realize that nothing else in life compares to knowing him. Everything in Paul's life that didn't help him grow in knowing Christ, he considered trash. How about in our lives? 
What are the things that are important to us? What are the things that are important to you? Maybe you've got some really special possessions that you just treasure. Maybe it's your home. Where do you put your time and your focus? We can put a lot of focus on ourselves today, can't we? What are the things that you hold on to as part of your identity? Education, accomplishments, people you know? Is growing in knowing Christ at the top of your list of the things that are most valuable to you? There are things in our lives that help us know Christ more, and there are things that can stand in the way. We should all be asking God to show us if there are things in our life that hinder us from growing in him more fully. And of course, there are going to be things in our lives that are fun, that refresh our soul, and that bring enjoyment to our lives. But we need to be sure that we're not holding so tightly to those things that they're taking too much of our time and our attention and actually standing in the way of us growing in knowing Christ. Paul knew which things to hold tightly to and which things to hold loosely enough to that he could throw them in the trash at any given moment. It would do us good to regularly take inventory of our life and evaluate what we're holding to tightly and see if any adjustments need to be made. We have a friend who had a regular habit of giving away something that was of great importance and value to him. He did that to make sure that things never had too tight a hold on him. What an awesome way to ensure that in our lives. So Paul knew that using opportunities to grow in knowing Christ was so important, but he never wanted to stop growing in knowing Christ. He knew that he'd never arrive in knowing Christ fully as long as he was still on this earth. Read with me Philippians 3, starting in verse 12. He says, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. As much as Paul wanted to know Christ, he recognized that this was going to be a continual process as long as he was alive. You know, Paul also wrote... Corinthians, and in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 12, he said, As long as we're here on this earth, we see dimly, but the day will come when we are with him and we see clearly and will know him fully, just as we are fully known 
by him. Paul knew that we wouldn't fully know Christ until the day we are face to face with him. So that pursuit needs to continue as long as we are living on this earth. And Paul acknowledges in these verses that everything in his past, everything that he thought would help him know Christ more, everything that was part of his identity, everything he held tightly to, he had to let go of. He had to count it as trash if he was going to reach ahead, reach forward in pursuit of knowing God and all that he had for his life. I love that Paul uses the phrases, I press on, I reach for, because those are action phrases, and they are continuous action. I mean, if I'm pressing on this table right now, and I stop, am I still pressing? No, I'm only pressing as long as I'm doing this, because pressing is a continuous action. Same with reaching. Reaching, it involves action. It's straining forward. Am I reaching right now? Yes. Am I reaching right now? No. These phrases he used show us continual action. And knowing Christ should be a continual pursuit in our lives. We will only grow in knowing him when we let go of things that don't contribute to helping us know him. You know, most often things that we hold on to that prevent us from going forward and growing in him are not tangible things. More often, they're internal things. Maybe mindsets. Maybe thoughts consumed with self Maybe offenses that we've held on to. Maybe hurts and pains that we've encountered. Maybe unforgiveness that we're holding on to. We need to ask the Holy Spirit to show us if there are things inside us that we're holding on to that are preventing us from reaching forward, pursuing more of God. And when God reveals those things to us, which he will, and when he shows them to us, then we can use those things as an opportunity to know Christ more. I was recently talking with a friend, and she shared this story with me about some real difficulty she was facing on her job. And her boss was treating her terribly, accusing her, attacking her. And she said it was horrible. And it was so paralyzing. Every day she felt paralyzed by fear going into work. What's going to happen today? It was plaguing her. Until one day God spoke to her through this verse, our key verse in this chapter, verse 8, that everything else is worthless compared to knowing Christ. God spoke to her and she saw it so clearly. All these other things, all these things the boss is doing and the things happening at work, they're all trash. They're garbage compared to knowing Christ. 
And she said she started to just taking on that perspective and letting those things go and letting them fall off and focus simply on knowing Christ. And as she did that, it gave her the strength every day to walk into her workplace, not paralyzed by fear. It broke the fear off of her. She walked in with strength, knowing God was going to take care of her. God's got her. She kept herself focused on knowing him. And then the day came when God spoke to her and showed her how to approach her boss, how to talk to her boss about these things, and she saw God's intervention in the situation. But she says, I never would have heard God speaking to me if I had been holding on to those things that were garbage that I didn't need to hold on to. She said, once I let go of them, it cleared up the pipeline between her and God, and she was able to hear from him, walk in his strength, and see him intervene in her situation. I love that. That's what happens when we allow our circumstances to be opportunities to know Christ more. And then this chapter of Philippians concludes by Paul pleading with his friends. Through weeping, through tears, he's pleading with them, pay attention, really, really pay attention to the influences you are allowing to shape your life. He says, pattern your life after those who are truly pursuing God. He says, there's so many people pursuing earthly things Same thing today in our world. So many people pursuing earthly things. He said we can't afford to get caught up in the earthly things. We are citizens of heaven. That is where our citizenship is. That is our home. And our days on this earth should be found pursuing, knowing Christ more fully. And when we do that, we discover his strength. I want to tell you, whatever you are facing today, whatever challenge you are going through, whatever is overwhelming you today, bring it to God. Ask him to show you what are the things you need to let go of that are trash, that you don't need to be holding on to. And ask him to help you Know him more fully in the midst of your situation. And I believe as we do that, that's when we step in to greater levels of God's strength in our lives. I want to pray for you. Father, right now, I just pray for every woman watching. And God, I pray that we would learn this lesson that Paul learned. We would learn the infinite value in knowing you more fully. God, I pray that when we face challenges, when we go through life, God, help us to see what things we should let go of, what things we should really count as trash and not hold on to. And God, give us the strength to be able to just let go of those things. 
Help us to zoom in and focus on pursuing, knowing you more than ever before in every situation we face. God, reveal yourself to us more fully. Help us to identify more fully with what you endured for us on Calvary. Help us to embrace your power to work in our lives, to mold us, to shape us more and more into your image and help us to see your power at work in the situations we face, bringing us through with victory. We praise you and we thank you for working in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, I have loved sharing this session with you. Look forward to our next session. Stay tuned for some discussion questions. I am loving these messages. You know, when we use our challenges as an opportunity to know Christ more, we step into even more of his strength. I love that. Yeah, it's so good. And hey, this is our memory verse for this next week. It's Philippians chapter 3, verse 8, which says, Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. So get that in your hearts over this next week, girls. Yes, so good. And hey, remember to keep using those study guides. Not only will they help you memorize your verse, but they're also going to help you dig even deeper into Philippians chapter 3 this week. Right. And hey, we're going to jump into some discussion questions now for you and your group to talk about. So here is question number one. Do you view challenges in your life as opportunities to know Christ more? So good. Our second question is, have you ever walked through a challenge that caused you to grow closer to God? And if you're comfortable, share the brief story with your group. And question number three, are you aware of what influences you are allowing to shape your life? Are they all helping you grow in knowing Christ? Have a great discussion with your group and we'll see you at the next session.